On the Southwest Dirt Heat Hotline with us now is uh, Representative Nick Archer from Elk City. Good morning, Representative. Welcome to our program. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys? Hey, we're doing good uh, for, for a Thursday. Not bad. And you're heading to Cheyenne today. Is that right? So I'm in Cheyenne uh, in your former district, District 57, this morning, uh, waiting on the sun to come up so we can start getting some work done. Yeah, well, you're up early. Got so that's good. Yeah, yeah. I got out here and uh, have to head back towards Oklahoma City for a meeting with the uh, Oklahoma Medical Research Foundation this afternoon. Uh, and then on to a tour of, a, of a, the state's largest paper mill in Valiant. Uh, which which is tomorrow morning. So you got a you got a full uh, day or so here. Uh, what are you doing at the Medical Research Foundation? Uh, they are looking at uh, potential legislation uh, which would provide uh, incentives for medical research grants, um, and that's something that they had requested a meeting to see if that was something I would be interested uh, in potentially carrying for them in the next session. And I said, sure, I'd be happy to meet and to look um, look at that, see what they're proposing, see if that's a good fit for our district and for the state. And if it is, then uh, look to look to carry that coming into the second session uh, of the 59th regular. Did you uh, have any special or uh, any studies, interim studies this year? I did not have any interim studies that were my own. Um, I have attended quite a few of the interim studies uh, that other members have put on. Probably uh, the one that I found that that was the most intriguing, if you will. Um, So uh, Senator Weaver has had an interim study on sheriff pay across the state. And that's something that I don't think a lot of people consider or think about is how uh, funding works for our sheriffs across all 77 counties. And something that maybe a lot of people don't understand is that the um, the average sheriff deputy in the state makes approximately $32,000 a year. Um, and so that study looks to where can we find funding to, to try to help that um, we heard from several sheriffs across all those counties um, where they're struggling. You know, um, individuals can can quite literally work at a gas station uh, and make the same amount of money and not risk their lives in the same way uh, that they do with those sheriff's departments. And so, uh, I've I've found that one to be to be very interesting. Uh, it's something that uh, we have to back our blue here. Um, and, and I've enjoyed that one a lot. We've also um, had quite a few in the Energy Committee. Uh, last week or so, we had one uh, which was looking at potential for nuclear power in the state, and that's something that has been brought up and discussed over the years. I'm sure at your time there, you, you dealt with some of that. Um, but I think with some of the small modular reactor technology um, and some of the federal and, and those dollars that go towards uh, what is considered clean energy, um, there is a potential there. And so I found that one pretty interesting as well. Um, and then most recently, uh, I attended one on permanent permanent standard time. Uh, so doing away with daylight savings. 
You know, uh, that was something I even presented a bill to do that. And I started out at standard time, and I got so many objections about that, I switched it to just consistent daylight savings time because people really were up in arms. They still wanted that extra time in the summer. So uh, you might talk uh, talk about that amongst your group because I think that's going to have to be done on a, a nexus basis. I mean, we've got to probably get the feds involved in that because you can't have – that much difference between like Texas and Oklahoma in the time, I don't think that was one of the problems. Did you did you discuss and, and, that in your meetings? Oh yeah. So uh, there were several doctors, several uh, presenters in that meeting. One thing that they were discussing potentially is that if if legislation came out of there that um, that that was triggered based on adjoining states, and so. I think they've looked at several different ways that that could potentially come about um, if if something like that gets ran and, and ultimately passed. Um, and I think probably that it would be dependent upon some of the border states also uh, doing something similar. I think that uh, obviously going to have to get together and decide which way you're going to go. I had most people, when I did a kind of survey on that, most people want to stay in daylight savings time year-round instead of standard time so anyway uh, that's good uh, i will tell you i hear that a lot from people but yet it's not taken very seriously at the legislature at least that was my experience yeah it's it's one of those um there were probably 15 members uh who attended that um there was also a task force on the department of public safety and odot uh so i think that that at the same time drew quite a quite a few more members uh, discussing how way stations uh, and authority works. Um, but, you know, I, I think I know a lot of farmers. I know a lot of people uh, specifically, which is probably why you had looked at that previously uh, out West anyway, who, who say, you know, they, they, they don't enjoy daylight savings times in a lot of instances. And so uh, that's where I directed some of my time. Very good. So um, let's talk a little bit about your special session. Didn't take very long. You get anything done? <laughs> well, so that's that's true. Uh, yes, sir. And just I guess for the listeners who who may not be aware, um, anytime a special session is called, uh, you you can only move on the calls of the session. And so there were three parts to the call that the governor made. Uh, one was a trigger law, which would, would mandate that if state or federal courts deem some individuals uh, based off of race or political political classification to not have to pay a tax, then no Oklahoman would pay that tax. Um, that is dependent upon the Strobel case um, here in the Oklahoma Supreme Court, where you have uh, a tribal citizen who works on tribal land, who is employed by a tribe, uh, who says they should not be uh, that state income tax should not apply to them because of all of those circumstances. And so that would ultimately, um, if something like that came about, that would effectively eliminate income tax overnight. Um, I I don't know that personally that that's a good decision to make um, because we're, you know, we're putting our Oklahoma freedoms at, at the leisure of, 
of a few judges uh, here within the state, uh, potentially then going to the Supreme Court and so in Washington, D.C. So uh, I don't know that, that that's the best action, but that was one of the calls. The other call was uh, to put a tax cut on on income tax, uh, ultimately with a path to zero income taxes. Um, the governor has later stated uh, that he would at least like to see a quarter percent income tax cut. Um, and then the third piece in that call uh, really just dealt with increasing budget transparency um, and some of those things. And so uh, to the to the last one there with budget transparency, I as best I can tell, being a new member, um, the budget transparent process is pretty transparent. Um, and that's something that uh, I wouldn't anticipate a ton of action on. But um, when you look at the tax cuts, uh, the Senate had asked the governor to, to show up to their appropriations and budget, budget uh, committee meeting, and, and he just he didn't show up. Um, he had, a, he had a, his own little press conference where he talked about the benefits of, of tax cuts and our neighbors to the south in Texas uh, who, have, who have never had income tax um, and some of those things. And so that's probably the most uh, important thing that I would I would tell the listeners in our area. Um, if you feel strongly about that one way or the other, um, reach out to me. Uh, you know, it's, it's annual meeting season for Farm Bureau. Uh, I'm sure like myself, most of your listeners are members of the Farm Bureau. And I think something that, that many people probably don't understand is organizations like, like Farm Bureau, uh, through their policy, says that they are against eliminating state income tax. And that's because when you look at taxes, uh, property tax is almost 50% of their tax collections. Uh, and that is not the case here in Oklahoma. You know, they rank 13th out of 50th, where Oklahoma ranks 49th in property tax collections. And so when you look at the overall tax burden in the state, uh, we set in the bottom 10, you know, with the, with the top 10 being places like California and New York and Vermont. And so our overall tax burden in the state is is relatively low compared to the other 50 states. So why does the governor seem to insist on trying to come in and have a special session and not work with House and Senate? That doesn't make any sense to me because he can't get anything done unless he does that. It's, you know, I, I think I think to a degree um, it's, it's more about uh, the attention and some of those things um, than it is necessarily about uh, – about meaningful meaningful reform uh, in some instances, and so one thing you know, my father is an accountant, and so I've I've talked with him extensively about this, and I think, you know, at the governor's press conference, um, he talks about how the the, the state's budget has grown uh, over two hundred percent over the last five or six years. Um, talking about how Oklahomans need help with inflation. But that ultimately um, doesn't factor in that, that the state is experiencing inflation as well. Um, and I think one thing that I found very interesting is is if you purely look at a quarter percent income tax cut, um, the average Oklahoman uh, receives $50,000 a year 
Um, if, if you do the research on that, that's the average salary or income in the state of Oklahoma. So at uh, $50,000 a year for a single filer, you're talking about $107 or about $4.11 if you're paid biweekly. Um, if you're a joint filer at 50000 that's only $87. So it's not uh, or, really a lot of money you're talking about. It, it's it, – no, it's not. It's not the relief that that it seems to be touted to. And so, I, I think it gets easy to to hear things like tax reform and tax cuts. Um, and when you say income tax, it, I think everybody would say, "Well, we don't want to pay income tax." But uh, that those pieces, that thirty or so percent of the budget, has to come from somewhere, and. Uh, it's going to go to sales tax or, or property tax or, or some other form to keep our our services to our constituents running. Our guest on the program this morning is Nick Archer, State Representative District 55, which includes Elk City and uh, a lot of the area in western Oklahoma. We'll be back to talk more with uh, Representative Archer right after this, these messages. The air we breathe shapes our health, even if we don't know it. But for many of us, the air we breathe is seriously hurting our health. One in five kids still lives with the dangerous effects of secondhand smoke, causing missed school from bronchitis, pneumonia, and even asthma attacks. But it doesn't have to be this way. Visit TobaccoStopsWithMe.com to learn more about the dangers of secondhand smoke and how to protect the air we all breathe. At BASF, we're constantly innovating. When others said, fungicides just can't last all season. We said, oh yeah, watch this. Then we invented Revilock fungicide. Powerful soybean protection that gets absorbed quickly, starts working fast, and lasts all season. It's everything everyone said wasn't possible. All new Revilock fungicide. That is how you do it. Always read and follow label directions. Seaport Spring presents The Spider Hiding in Your Shoes. Starring the spider on the ceiling staring down at your hair. And also starring an egg sack holding a hundred eggs of spiders. That's over 800 teeny tiny spider legs plotting a sequel based on a true story. Filmed at your house if you don't call Derek or Brady soon at C4 Spraying. Visit C4Spraying.com. Don't get tricked into a new ride. Go to Cummins in Weatherford and they'll treat you right because it's a treat to step into a new 2023 GMC Sierra 1500, 2500, or 3500. These trucks have power and are at perfection like the new 2023 GMC Sierra Denali, top of the line. Best sales experts in Western Oklahoma. Easy financing only at Cummins. Cummins Cadillac Chevrolet Buick GMC in Weatherford, just off I 40 and Airport Road, and online at CumminsBPG.com. GMC, we are professional grade. Going to store after store to find all of your favorite brands is just plain exhausting. And that's why it's all about Wah has stocked them all in one place. Brands like Shoe Shop, Z Supply, Kitsch, and Puravide can all be found at It's All About Wah. Wah's the place to shop for women's clothes, shoes, and accessories. You'll find a line of your favorite volcano candles, room sprays, and detergents, and the ever-popular Thomas Blonde Candles. Plus all things Brewmate. The best shopping in western Oklahoma. Shop at It's All About Wah, where it's all about you. 
726 here at the right time for West Oklahoma. Oklahoma State Representative Nick Archer on the phone with us this morning talking about what's going on in the state of Oklahoma. Let's turn to the na- nation. Uh, the, the U.S. House is having a hard time picking a speaker. What's going to happen? What are you hearing? Uh, I, that's uh, that's anybody's guess at this point, at this point, Harold. I think uh, I think you guys have as good a pulse on that as I do. Um, I think it, it it came at a very bad time. I think um, you know I, I find it odd that um, we would oust um, our speaker given given the climate there and and all the things going, um, but. You know, there's there's a lot of talks, but at the state level, especially me, I I have not heard of anyone specifically who who I would say confidently would be the next speaker. It doesn't look like uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Scalia had the majority vote and uh, he didn't get it. Uh, he, 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 sure. he couldn't get enough votes on the floor, which doesn't make sense because I know in the house we were talking earlier, the Oklahoma House, when when the majority basically rules in caucus, and that person would represent, and everybody votes for him, even the, the ones sure. to the far right. So um, you got to get together, you got to work together. It may not, you know, I don't think I ever had a speaker in, in the Oklahoma House that that I didn't have some issues with. Sure. If, yeah, uh, and I think you'll find that. Uh, I mean, nobody gets along 100 uh, percent, even if you're talking about your own family. Right. Um, you guys are always going to have some sort of disagreement about something. And it's it's about working together uh, amicably for the greater good, whether that's your family or the nation. Uh, and, and it seems like disc- discontent is the objective uh, in a lot of those areas, especially in D.C. What? Archer, Rep. Archer, good morning to you, sir, officially. I I, I want to go back, Harold. You can probably help with this, too, but McCarthy, as a speaker, when he came in, something like 15 votes were taken in order for him to get that seat. I didn't really expect that to be as stable as it should have, and it wasn't stable. Now, what happens to, say, uh, the next speaker... Does the number of times in which he fails at vote indicate his strength as a speaker? Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, that's that's part of the problem with McCarthy. You know, you have such a slim, you got a thin margin, right? Uh, sure, Nick. I mean, it's like just a yeah. several seven or eight votes difference between the the, the, the Democrats and the Republicans. So, you know, they're going to stick with their guy. So, if there's dissension in the Republican caucus, you got problems. It it is, and so. Um, like you noted, that's something that we do have a supermajority here in the state with with 80, 81 members in the Republican Party. But um, when you look at the national level um, and, and you are on such a thin margin, um, it, it doesn't take long for uh, a small group of people to get upset or, or, or you know, dislike something that, that an individual is doing. And then. Um, when when they voted to put Speaker McCarthy in, uh, they voted to change the rules to make it easier to vacate that chair. And so I think that's that it was always part of a greater plan that, that none of us are privy to. Um, and I think maybe it just was executed quicker than uh, anyone may have thought. Nick Archer on the program this morning. Thank you so much, uh, Representative, uh, for being with us on the program this morning. Yes, sir. Uh, I love being on there with you guys. Thank you for your time. Thank you to the listeners. Um, 
and all the constituents in District 55. Very good. Thank you. Talk to you later. Yes, sir. See you. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.